Welcome into another edition of the Mendel and the Mike podcast. I'm Jake Mendel. That must mean I'm joined by Mike Walsh. This is the Berkshire Eagles Sports Department. Mike, we got off on the right foot in 2021. We did a pod that kind of recapped a very, very strange uh, 2020. And today we're going to go through some of the things we're hopefully going to be able to look forward to in 2021. But before we do that, Mike, I think if you squint, if you kind of turn the schedule and look a certain way, do we have sports back in Berkshire County, at least even maybe a little bit? Technically speaking, we do. We do indeed. Uh, we are we're less than 24 hours. Well, when people are listening to this, you might be during a Nordic ski meet. Um, yeah, uh, Jared Shannon, the AD out at Wakona, tweeted out, uh, I want to say Wednesday, maybe this week or even Tuesday, mm-hmm. um, all uh, kind of out of the blue, uh, that Wakona and Mount Greylock will be racing Nordic on Saturday, um, January 22nd, 3rd. Today's 22nd, 23rd, um, at Wakona. And it came as a bit of a surprise because I think we were all kind of under the understanding that as long as schools were remote and not hybrid, there could not be athletic performance. But I believe that was always just a recommendation from maybe the EEA or the Mm -hmm. MIA. Um, And obviously a recommendation that people take to heart because it's people's safety. But with, with Nordic skiing, I think they're comfortable enough that it's safe enough to do this outdoors and there's going to be a lot of protocols in place. It's only going to be the two schools, um, the two teams and uh, a lot of, you know, only they'll be racing against their own school essentially in heats. So there'll be a Wakona heat and then a Greylock heat and then a Wakona heat and a Greylock heat. And they're going to space them out and you know, it's outdoors and both these schools made it through the fall uh, running cross country. Um, Not a full season, but um, kind of a shortened abbreviated season, but they learned a lot from that. And yeah, we're, we're going to have sports tomorrow. What did that, what did covering cross country look like as a reporter? <clears throat> um, not super different. I'd say the, the biggest difference is the, the fans. And again, there'll be no fans, um, no spectators allowed at uh, Saturday's meet at Wakona. Uh, so that's probably the biggest difference is just that there's, there's not really a lot of uh, noise. Um, mm-hmm. But I was able to kind of wander around the field. I mean, I had a mask on the whole time. Um, I assume as long as you're on campus, you should wear a mask even though you're outside. Um, I, I was able to interview students or student athletes and, and coaches afterwards. We just kind of kept a little bit more of a distance, obviously didn't shake any hands. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of stood a little far and, and speak your questions louder and hope they speak their responses louder. They're generally wearing masks as well. Mm-hmm. Um, given that we're, you know, you give them enough time to cool off after, after the race um, and then mask back up. Uh, so I'm imagining tomorrow is going to be the same, only it's going to be like three degrees out. So I think oh, everyone will want to be wearing a mask. It's going to be miserable. It's going to be absolutely, it's supposed to, it could reach negative 10 with the wind chill tonight, awesome. which would be the, the coldest day since December 19th. The only reason I know this is because I had to write a story on it, but welcome <laughs> to the news side of Jake Mendel over here for you. <laughs> there you go. Um, well, yeah, I did. I was able to talk to uh, both the Wakona coach, Ryan Tuponce and the Greylock coach, Hillary Green. Uh, there'll be a story in the weekender, the weekender edition of the Eagle um, on the cross country race and just, you know, these two coaches and getting their teams ready to uh, compete. Um, so that'll be coming out. People can pick up the Eagle and read that or head to virtualeagle.com slash sports. Most certainly should peep that one for sure. So Mike, we, we originally called this 10 things we were looking forward to in 2021, uh, but but I'm gonna I'm gonna put on my editor cap for a minute. I'm gonna say we're gonna call this things we're looking forward to in 2021. We're not gonna label it as a certain number. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if you if you listen to 
I think the stuff you should know guys, their podcast, they, they always say, Oh yeah, it's a top 10. And then they get through like three things and that's it. You call it a day. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the three it's, things take like an hour and a half or something. Yeah. It shows how important those three are that it's worth time. That, that's the way to look at it. But number one we have here, and I think it's the first for all of us is the first games of the fall two season. We mentioned the, the first uh, competition of the winter season. Uh, but like, what, what's the latest we've heard? I, I believe Howard, Howard Herman, Everybody knows Howard Herman, the, the go of Berkshire County sports writing. Uh, he wrote something that involved uh, football. There's not going to be playoffs. Am I am I leading that correctly? Or? Yes. Yeah. So it's it's all just kind of incremental um, improvements in, in the story. But yes, there's, there's been a handful of meetings all week. Um, Howard wrote something uh, I think yesterday or two. I, I don't think it made it in the – I think that was the day we didn't have a sports section in the paper, unfortunately. <laughs> Um, because of uh, space and um, so some major news happened with the country, I think some, something changed or something. I'm not totally sure on that. <laughs> um, but yes, he says there, there may be a fault to football, but there will, will not be a playoff. I know uh, earlier in the year, maybe even earlier in, in January, there was talk that maybe they would try to schedule some sort of playoff, uh, but that was voted down unanimously um, on Wednesday morning. It looks like, yeah. Ove. Um, it's just a, it's, it's kind of a sticky situation because I think about covering football in, in like the middle of November and, and that was mm-hmm. cold. You know, I, I, I think it'd be kind of tough to kind of, I'm just trying to think of picking up football in, in like late January, let's say February and, and trying to have practices and just trying to get back into like football shape there. I mean, that seems like it could be a, t- uh, a challenge in itself. Yeah, it's going to be iffy. Um, it's, we're still a little bit out. Um, we're about a month out from what looks like the, the start of the fall two season would be on February 22nd um, and then run through April, uh, late April. So we're a little bit of a ways away, but I don't foresee, you know, there not being snow in, in Berkshire County. And uh, the there's certainly limited. There are turf fields, but I would consider them limited. Mm-hmm. Um in terms of what are there probably eight football teams, maybe six, yeah. seven, seven, eight, eight seven, teams, right around there, maybe two or three um, turf fields, I guess, if you can get the colleges one colleges involved. Um, otherwise you're just kind of dealing with BCC, which again is a college, but, mm-hmm. um, and we've already seen that that kind of presents uh, different issues. Um, you look at monument mountain swimming. They're not going to have a season because they, they can't get on campus for the, their, uh, they swim at Bard College, right down at Simon's Rock, or um, the, these cross-country meets are going to have to be, I believe, on high school campuses because I don't think Notchview is going to let them, you know, bring a bring a giant crowd in, <clears throat> right, or prospect or whatever. So, uh, getting getting the fields for football season is going to be a challenge. But again, we're a month out, and you know, there, there's still hope that that there could be a season. I have, there's a quote here from yeah from Jared Shannon, who's on that tournament management committee. Um, and, and all the COVID protocol stuff. Uh, we're hoping to have a fall too, but we're going to be starting later in the Berkshires. There is zero chance we're going to be able to play in a tournament. I wouldn't get in the way of it. If other parts of the state want to run it, we are not going to be able to be allowed to leave our geographic region at all this year. Which is understandable. I get that. Mm-hmm. And, and you can still do some cool things, especially after seeing, uh, I mean, I, I was going to bring up a point here about how, like, it seems like they're making all these slight changes and, you know, nothing has ever really come out of it. Obviously, we're not playing. Obviously, I understand that. Uh, but then I kind of uh, caught myself because I think back to what, you know, little leagues were doing, softball was doing, you know, kind of what everything uh, was doing. And 
they were making all these updates and it seemed like, you know, you're just kind of stuck at the starting line, but eventually it just kind of, you know, you popped out. You don't know when that green light's going to come, but, but it's going to come at some point and we're not going to be prepared for it unless, you know, you're prepared every day for it. Right. And it's, it's the outdoor. I mean, the outdoor thing does seem to work. Um, Mm -hmm. Howard had another story either earlier this week, late last week um, on the little league baseball and and softball and and Pittsfield in particular, Um, but really Berkshire County in general, he talked to Brian Sherman and what they learned last year, they did an abbreviated season. I don't think they started until midsummer. So they they played for maybe a month or so. And this year he thinks they're, they're leaning towards into playing essentially a full season, obviously with the protocols, with the spacing, with the masks and all that, but um, being outdoors, they learned enough last year and we learned in the fall with, with cross country and golf seasons um, that the four to five schools that did partake and really in, throughout the rest of the state, they were doing it as well. They played soccer and everything throughout the rest of the state and um, they, they made it through. I mean, you haven't heard of any giant super spreader event at a high school soccer match. Um, so, I mean, you can't, you can't blame Berkshire County schools for, for pushing it and, you know, say, Oh, we'll, we'll see where we are in fall too. Um, I hope that they don't get bit by that because of the weather um, and, and not be able to play anyway. Um, but it, it made sense at the time. And now we've learned enough that I think we can do these outdoor things. So football, soccer, I imagine they'll happen um, in some capacity. Uh, basketball still have questions and doubts. Um, we yeah. were, kind of on track to have some games this past week. Um, but with uh, both Wakona and Mount Everett, the two schools who are going to play each other, going back to remote, that is now off the table, along with swimming, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. for, for the foreseeable future, I believe both are now remote through February 1st. You, you mentioned that, that, you know, we're learning a lot. Not only are we dealing with like a, a health pandemic, it's a health pandemic. We, we don't have a lot of information or we didn't have a lot of information to really lean on or, or go off of. But now that's starting to come out, you know, hopefully come, hopefully I say that a hundred times, but by fall, we'll have some sort of uh, normal schedule, if you will, where we can figure out a way all sports are being played. The, there's a containment of the virus. Uh, but you, you're right. This summer, this spring is going to be different than last spring because we know more. We, we've learned a lot. So, so let's bring in things we're looking forward to. And, and number two, uh, Taconic Powerhouse, the baseball team, uh, going for a grand slam uh, in terms of state championships, Mike. I mean, I remember going back there. I remember being there two years ago for when they won. And it was a really fun experience. I believe it was in Lowell. And uh, Howard was covering the game. And I kind of got the assignment to just kind of hang out and put something together. I goes on, you know, the Instagram and doing a lot of things like that. And, and the one thing that I've realized in my short time at the Eagle and, you know, two years in the sports department is um, no matter what the names are, <laughs> the Connie baseball team is always very good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, coach standards, but now he is now that Steve Messina is retired of a gray lock. We had that story. Um, mm-hmm. Standard is now, I believe the, the elder, the quote unquote elder statesman of, of Berkshire County baseball. He's been doing it for, over 20 years, I think 20, uh, 23 years, something like that. I thought it, I thought, uh, Messina was 27 and, and he was 26. Okay, so he's starting 20. Yeah. So he's 20 starting his 27th or 28th year. And yeah, that's, that's certainly an experience that you are that level of experience. Not a lot of coaches will have. Um, and yeah, they've been very, very good for the past since really I've been out here, which is seven, eight years now. Um, they've kind of been the, the premier program, I would say, in, in Berkshire County and maybe even more so in, in Western Mass overall. Uh, they've kind of won right. at 
every level now. They won that D1 title. Um, they won, I think, now they're in D3, and they're kind of raking through that. And they, unfortunately, that, that Grand Slam attempt, the, the fourth straight, got kind of pulled out from under them last year um, before they even could get going. But the, the benefit is that even last year's team was going to be, I think, heavy on junior class. So a lot of those kids are going to be back and uh, the, the, the Anton Lazarus, the Brandon standards of, of the world. And uh, I believe that they should just be, you know, full bore. Uh, if, if we're allowed to have playoffs in particular, um, they would have to be considered a, a favorite um, in the division. And that's like the unique thing about high school sports is where you can kind of follow the, these uh, student athletes career, right? You know, they're not going anywhere. Yes. You know, kids transfer and everything, but it's not like, you know, professionals where, where every year that the team has some sort of change where it could be 20 to 60% of the roster. And I think that for us is going to be like kind of the biggest challenge here. Uh, when you take out a year, obviously it's one thing when, when sophomores are having a big impact on teams like that kind of baseball team, but that's not always the case. Uh, so it's going to be kind of challenging to kind of, we're going to have to learn on the fly, a lot of new faces, I feel, which is going to be a little interesting. It's kind of going to be like your first year on the Berkshire County beat, just trying to figure things out. Obviously, you know, there, there are freshman athletes, there there are softball athletes on varsity, but it seems like for the most part, we're going to have to uh, uh, learn how to spell a lot of new names. Yeah. It's the old, it's the old um, Brian Jazuski quote, right? The if kids, if kids are graduating, we're doing our job. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Um, so if kids aren't there anymore, it's it's a good thing in that they're they're moving on to hopefully brighter and better and more mature things. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be weird. I mean, even just we were just kind of going through this right before we started recording and, and looking at some of the, the things we're looking forward to. And I'm like, oh yeah, like I know I wrote that, but I, I don't know who's going to be on that team this year because I, mm-hmm. I you know, obviously we didn't have last year. I can't go back and look at the season preview or any stories from last year. Um, and you're you're looking back two years and a lot can happen over you know, 24 months of, of a, of a teenager's life. So if they, they may be gone. A lot of those people that you think may be starring on those teams might not be in high school anymore. So that, that's going to be a tricky, tricky aspect for us. And there's also the, the concept of, you know, half these people you remember being a little shorter than you can now be towering over you just out of nowhere and then be completely off guard out yeah. of that. Uh, number three, we have here opening night at, at Joe Wolf field or Wakona park. I, I kind of like, I like this one because I'm thinking like the idea of going to a game at Wakona Park or Joe Wolf Field mm-hmm. is such a casual, relaxing experience. And I can't think of the last time, obviously we're going on, you know, close to 12 months now where I can't think of the last time I was excited to go out and have a casual experience. So if there is the opportunity to go to these games, uh, whether as a reporter or as a fan, which would be awesome, I uh, is something worth looking forward to. I remember the first time, uh, the first time last two years ago, Waco- uh, they did the fireworks at Wakona. And I was like, yeah, we'll park somewhere nearby and watch them. I couldn't believe how many people go to those fireworks mm-hmm. or just kind of, you know, go in the area to watch them. I remember BMC had their entire garage blocked off because people are trying to go into there. So this is like a, a big thing. It's a big part of the summers here in Berkshire County. We got to soak up all we can as we're dealing with possibly negative 10 degrees with one chill, but I, I, I liked your uh, inclusion of this one because it, that is a really fresh, relaxing and calm experience. Yeah. It's, it's something to heavily look forward to. I'd say um, mm-hmm. the act of being together with people standing in the, in the beer garden and <laughs> in, you know, off of right field in at Wakona park. Um, 
just kind of, yeah, being there, hanging out, going to concession stands, all that stuff, watching the, the in between the innings, all that jazz. And uh, yeah, be, being in a crowd again, because it has been 10, 10, 11, 12 months since, since we've been in, I had a live sporting event really in, I don't know, beyond a, a cross country meter golf match. Um, and uh, you know, what, what you would traditionally remember as a live sporting event. I even liked, uh, there was a couple of times I'd go uh, just take pictures of, of Howard be writing or covering a son's game. And I'd just be there snapping a couple shots. I mean, that was even a blast being able to go hide in a corner and soak up a little sun. Yeah. It's a, it's a big, it's a big deal for, I think the cities too, and the financial aspect of, of the, of the towns, uh, Absolutely. those programs. And we are, we are running up on some news should be coming out soon. Hopefully, um, Howard's been wrangling the, the sons trying to get their roster. Uh, so that'll be coming out soon. He's, he's done something, um, a little update on the North Adams steeplecats roster and their coach, um, their staff up there, and maybe some news that the sons might be sticking around. Um, we're not positive on that yet, but, uh, they, they might be there in discussion, I'll say, with the city to uh, to be here for quite some time. That that would certainly be nice. I mean, uh, I remember my graduate thesis all about Wakona Park, baseball in the Berkshires. I mean, <laughs> it's it's part of the culture here, I guess I would say. Uh, number four, a potential Berkshire County sweep at Sortino Field, a.k.a. UMass. Uh, the softball... Berkshire County, I mean, that that was, I think, one of the things I really missed about last year. I That was my second year of being on the softball beat. There's a lot of uh, battles I wanted to see. I've said it before, you know, um, Hoosick Valley versus Wakona, who both made it to the semifinals in D2. Uh, Mount Everett, another shot at that D3 championship. Pittsfield, we know they're always a threat in D1. Taconic was a young and up-and-coming team. Uh, there's a lot of talent in terms of Berkshire County softball. And there were a lot of cool storylines I wanted to follow. And we kind of go back to that challenge of, hey, I... I don't know half the kids not who are going to be there, but, but that's, that's the thing, you know, these coaching staffs are so well put together. They, they have a pretty good uh, grasp on how, how to run a, co- or a high school softball team. Yeah. I think you can kind of assume Pittsfield's going to be there in D1. You can assume Mount Everett's going to be there in, in D3. Um, and, and who's a Wakona or as strong of a program, historically programs as anyone, mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you're, you're right. You just, I mean, you know, we just looked at the 2009 um, brackets and in Berkshire County had three teams in the D3 semifinals um, with, with uh, McCantech wound up beating Mount Everett and then losing in the final. And, and Greylock was in the other semifinal against Turner's Falls. Um, we had two teams in the semifinals in D2, who's again Wakona, aforementioned, and then, and then Pittsfield. So that's six teams um, all, you know, such in, in the final four. So it's, it's something that, you know, we, we might not uh, think about quite as much as the baseball stuff as we just went over with, with the base, high school baseball teams and the pro, uh, semi-pro, whatever, uh, college baseball teams out here. But, yeah, the softball in Berkshire County is, is right on par with that and, you know, is starting to have just as much history um, with winning championships. So Sortino Field, you know, walk across the street to Lording, catch some baseball, grab a hot dog. That That's going to be a, a good day um, when the sun is shining out in Amherst. Oh my God. I, I love just sitting in that press box for like four hours straight, writing a story while covering another game. Uh, a little I've stressful. Never been the crowd at Sortino. Have you ever been up in there? That always like looks frightening to me. The, the it stand. does. It does. Yeah. I, I'm not about that. <laughs> Number five, Dion Brown, Monument Mountain basketball player, his post-grad decision, where he's going to go, where he's going to hoop. Uh, Mike, 
we're, we cover a lot of tremendous athletes. Every single school has athletes that they get all the recognition they should, they deserve. But I haven't seen, again, I've been at the Eagle for, mm-hmm. I'm in my third year right now. I haven't seen someone who is so well-respected, so well-acknowledged as such a talented player as Deion Brown. Everybody in this county knows on how, how good of a, he is as a person and how good of a, he is as a basketball player. Yeah, it's it's one of the it's one of the few pain painful things about this this almost we're approaching it being a lost season at this point. It's painful that we're not getting to watch Deion Brown play his senior season and that and really that that Randy Kinnis's Monument Mountain team you know extended beyond him uh, play this season because that was a team to really watch. They were pretty much on the verge of um, they I mean they lost a buzzer beaker in the semifinals at the cage in in D three and had they they. The team that they lost to, I believe, wound up going on and winning the championship. So um, that they were really in line, and and yeah, he kids who play who can play at his level don't just kind of wander through Berkshire County in any day. We had Muhammad Sanogo. Obviously, we had a crazy basketball season last year. We had five one thousand point scores. Um, we had um, Isaac Percy, Toby. <laughs> I'm going to listen now. Isaac Toby Fail. Isaiah Stubbs, Kevin Huben was a crazy scorer. I think led the county back to back years. Didn't and, shoot uh, threes either. That was the, that was the crazy uh, thing about his game. Yeah. And then obviously Scott McGuire, who's the number two all time scorer in Berkshire County history, holds all the records at Drury now. Um, so it was a crazy year last year. But heading into this year, and we did have we had none of those went D one. Mohamed Sonogo winds up D one now at, at uh, Florida International. So. Yeah, D1, D1 players don't really come through Berkshire County super um, frequently. So so not getting to see his senior season is really a pain um, for me. And uh, yeah, I mean, looking forward to just seeing what he does. Does he go D1 right out of high school? That that would be pretty wild and cool to see and cool to follow. Um, does he do the, the post-grad thing Muhammad did down at um, Putnam Science Academy or, you know, go obviously not there in particular, but bunch of places you could go right. uh, to get a little more exposure <clears throat> um than than just out of great barrington but that's that's gonna be fun to see um him him getting back on a basketball court i would like to see um if it's yeah. with monument mountain that would be awesome um if it's not unfortunately um i'm sure everyone in the great barrington community in berkshire county will be will be looking forward to him I, he's the one guy i talking to, to bill hafey who's coached now three straight four straight, whatever, uh, championship teams of a taconic, um, about, you know, the, the craziness of the boys basketball scoring season. And he was the one guy that Hafey said, we, we just couldn't figure out. Um, mm-hmm. you know, they were able to hold Scott McGuire to five points or whatever. They held Cuban to 10 points, beat all these teams. Um, Dion, they, they just couldn't, you, you just can't, you know, figure him out because he, he does everything, does so many different things. Um, so well, so excited to see what his future holds for him. Number six, Mike, this one certainly speaks to you. The return of in-person racing, Josh, mm-hmm. Josh Billings run aground, uh, steel rail. I remember co- covering the Billings. Uh, as weird as this is going to sound and pitchforks are going to come out, living in Pittsfield my entire life, I didn't know how big of a deal this thing was uh, in terms of the amount of people and things like that. Uh, it was quite an experience covering an event like that. that that's probably the best way I could describe it. Yeah, it kind of goes hand in hand with the the Wakona Park, Joel Field stuff. It's mm-hmm. it's a community that you you almost cannot know about unless you're kind of 
you seek it out or you're a part of it. And uh, it's it's a community that a lot of people are a part of. We, we had the, the virtuals this past year. Um, Josh Billings still being able to raise over $21,000 for uh, Berkshire Humane Society and Berkshire United Way, I believe. And Steel Rail is uh just a kind of a huge deal out here and a huge um business for for berkshire running center and just kind of brings so many people to the berkshires um Mm -hmm. and it's they're a lot of fun to take part in um they well they can suck to take part as well (laughs) as as i'll tell you i did suck it up and did the the virtual josh this year um i did not do a virtual half marathon that just didn't seem uh i mean the the why I do the half marathon is because you're, you're so many other people are running with you. There's people that you want to chase down and beat. You want to pass. There's people pushing you from behind um, people. You can stop and chat with along the way uh, people holding up signs along the way fans. And then you get to that finish line and it's a party at uh, the Adams visitor center. And Sh- Siobhan is there. She says, congratulations, you're a finisher. And she says your name as you go across and you get time <laughs> and you get your food ticket and you get your beer which is a a major draw for these events uh same thing post post race party at tanglewood um that is an absolute zoo and it's awesome uh after the josh billings so to get to be a part of those things again i'm sure for all of that community is is really top you know it would, it would be a number one thing for a lot of those people to get back to because the, the virtual thing was awesome through the summer it helped people a lot of people stay motivated myself included but it did get old and right. I haven't done one in a little while. I did, I did the New Year's Eve one um, downtown, but the, yeah, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm about had it with the virtual stuff as I'm sure everyone else is. Um, I want to be, I want to be with people and drinking a post-race beer with them. So, here's to <laughs> it, that. It's certainly a Band-Aid, but we do know Band-Aids fall off and, and so on. So, so you're, you're hundred percent right about the, the camaraderie, the community is, it's so important to these things. Uh, for a lot of these people, this is, that's the only time of the year at, at the Billings is, is when they see each other. You know, they are people who have been friends for 30, 40 years, and yet yeah. <laughs> that's when they hang out. That's the only time of year. So, so those are the stories I tried to grab when I covered it. Uh, that, that's always very interesting. Mm-hmm. Moving on, next chapter in the Lennox and Mount Greylock endurance rivalry. My apologies, Mike. I have to say, I mean, I'm always so impressed for the endurance sports, how how many just freshmen jump into these competitions and aren't scared of the moment and and just run away from the competition, maybe pun intended. (laughs) Yeah, it's... um... I guess particularly on the girls' side, when when these girls come up and, and they can just kind of hop in and do it, it's it's become a culture. Um, I did this, I think, a couple years ago now. I, I did kind of a deep dive into that culture at, at both Lennox and Mount Greylock when they were both going to states. Um, and uh, it was it was Larry Bell and it was Jeannie Teasdale and and these people had just built up their programs and and so much that kids show up at Lennox as, you know, sixth graders or they're, they're at Lennox middle school or at uh, Williamstown elementary. And they're, they're, I don't want to say they're not um, being like, yeah, I can't wait to play varsity basketball. I can't wait to, <laughs> you know, get on the, get on the football field and I'm going to be the star running back. They're, they're going into these schools and being like, I want to join this program. These guys look like they have so much fun. I want to be a top seven runner. I want to race mm-hmm. at, at Northfield mountain. Um, I want to, you know, chase the hill at, at Wakona. I want to do all these things that, that come with a, a cross country or Nordic season. They want to do that as well. And it's developed into this kind of rivalry. It's a very friendly rivalry. Um, there's not a lot of anger, at least that I've seen um, 
not a lot of like, you know, hazing or they're not stealing stuff from each other, that kind of stuff that maybe the bad blood. Some, maybe some of us got into got into in high school with, with the Hudson Hawks, but we won't go <laughs> back far. Uh, it's it's very friendly, but it is it's it can be intense and it can it's been going on now for for a while and it's it's both sports now. Lennox uh, Nordic skiing won the state title last year, stole it from from Greylock. It had been kind of theirs for a while. And uh, same thing with the the cross country. Both Lennox and Greylock have won state titles over the past three seasons, I want to say. Um, they, they kind of switch back and forth. And Western Mass is always kind of going back and forth. And one will win the Berkshire County individuals meet. And then two weeks later, the other one comes and wins the, the Western Mass title. Um, and on the boys' side, it, it was getting there, too. Uh, the Lennox cross-country program for the boys with Alan and Jimmy um, really was on the come-up of recent years. Unfortunately, they didn't race this past fall, um, so we didn't get to see that. And with, with Scott Burdick retiring, actually, both both Greylock coaches have retired in the past, so it's it's kind of a folding over on, under Hillary Green, and she's she's doing her best as well and kind of keeping it keeping it alive. But the, the Greylock boys, I think, are a little more rebuilding on the on the – running side on the nordic side they keep winning state titles and cole mcdermott <laughs> is back uh and will likely win tomorrow's race i'm assuming <laughs> number eight we kind of talked about uh b- before the show it's going to be interesting to see how the new mia state tournament format pans out and my major point about this was i wanted one more year uh, of local tournaments the going to the cage all that kind of stuff i was really ready to soak in one more year i think we were gonna i'm sure we would have planned some really cool stuff in terms of highlight reels or, or whatever it may be for that last hurrah there uh, yeah. but this seems like I, I get it it makes sense but uh for us who are going to cover it for parents it might be time to get a car that isn't a gas guzzler. it could it could become a bit of a pain in the butt um yeah, it's it's hard to know how I feel about it until until it happens. Right. Um, obviously, I think no matter what, you're going to miss uh, Championship Saturday at the Cage. Um, you're going to miss the the like we just said, so, you know, the, the sweep at Sortino, that type of stuff. Um, we don't know if that'll be possible now uh, moving forward. Um, but it, it might be kind of cool, I guess, um, yep. to, to get out there and see some places in the state and play some teams in the state that you you don't know of or you never heard of or it also is an opportunity for it's it is an opportunity for Berkshire County it, it's not just a detriment you know mm-hmm. a, a team can now really put their school on a statewide map more so than a you know west of Worcester map um, and you can really you know put put some put some of the Boston schools on notice put some of the North Shore schools on notice uh, that that Berkshire County teams are out here and they are legit and they mean business um, so th- there's opportunity there but it's yeah it's going to be a little sad to to not have the you know the, this this is scott mcguire's house where he's you know he's eight no and averaging 45 points a game or something at, at the cage mm-hmm. um, and you might not have that that uh pittsfield taconic playing each other at the cage or you know that type of stuff you had this one down, and I'm kind of interested about it. Uh, you, you added the new Wakona campus. Do you do you have any information on how that's going? What that looks like? What's really happening there? Actually, I don't have a ton of information. It's I think it's kind of something that got put on the back burner during all of this, but it was something okay. to kind of be intrigued by. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess well, maybe I'll know more. I'm heading up there tomorrow for the the cross country uh, ski meet, so 
maybe we'll see a little bit of what's been going on, but it, it I've talked to Jerry Chan in the past and it sounds like it's going to be really cool from a, a baseball, softball, uh, soccer, all that football obviously is a big deal up there. So I think it's just going to be neat because that is a school that pumps out as much high quality athletic programs as anyone um, really probably in, in the state or in Western mass at least. Uh, so that, that should be, it should be fun to see. I think when, when that gets rolling, that was the one uh, thing about going we, to PHS. Allow her to be uh, internet access in your gymnasium. Yes, please. That, oh my God, that no, was such a key. <laughs> I got to say the one thing about going to PHS and I'm a little jealous is Pittsfield High is literally right in the middle of the city where mm-hmm. you don't have the parks in your backyard. You don't have the track field around the school or anything like that. So I, I got to say, I'm pretty jealous when I see this stuff. When I go to, uh, you know, whether it's Mount Greylock or whether I go to Hoosick Valley and I see these complexes that are just gorgeous and, and fields for miles, where at PHS, I think we had a softball field. No, I do I do know we have a softball field. I mean, there is, okay. yeah, the softball does play right on, right on campus, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, I think they practice some stuff on campus, but... I did. I went to a school with a campus and it was, it's kind of cool. It's, it's nice to have, I mean, we ran cross country on campus, which was kind of neat. So you had that, that kind of feeling of pride when you were defending your actually defending your home, home term. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's something. of, uh, of work. And don't get me wrong. BCC is great. It's just, it just, it feels different. Like you said, that, that pride of it being like your literal home turf. Mm-hmm. Something that I thought was going to happen is that, There'd be a running that McCann Technical School is going to be changed to the Lizzie, the Izzy LaCasse Technical School because the way she just was going bananas as a sophomore in, in soccer, in basketball, and you know I thought she was going to break probably every record in the book, uh, but it's kind of hard to do that when you when you miss that on the year. Granted, she did play well as a freshman, so that helps balance yeah. it out. But yeah, I mean she's she's so purely talented and and quick and able you know has a nose for goals baskets whatever uh that that she probably could still come in the running for some some records up there um again i'm not totally sure what they are offhand i I would have to go back and look that up but yeah that was something to i feel like to keep in mind um we didn't want to forget about uh just how good she's been as such a young athlete and growing into as she gets older to see how she continues to to dominate um the the tri-valley whatever they whatever leagues they play in up there um, and start to start to approach some records. Um, we didn't have quite as many record breakers on the, on the girls' side of things as the boys' side of things last year. So that was something to keep in mind, I believe, moving forward. That's the kind, uh, kind of cool thing, too, is, is a lot of these different athletes, some of them you, you, you kind of know what to expect, you know how they play, and then there are other ones where you cannot pinpoint where, just where that ceiling is. And, and Izzy was definitely one of those. You just don't know, like, what's her peak? Is she going to be scoring 30 points a game? Someday. I think it's, I think it's possible. I mean, with what she's done, um, Mike, the last one I, I'd like to talk about here is um, the, the Taconic getting a new nickname. And I got to say mm-hmm. that I think uh, I, I want to say that Jeff Smith and I old sports editor, new night editor. Uh, we both thought of this, but I think it's probably safe to say I literally just stole it from him. But I think, you know, there's been a lot of really talented, successful people to come through this county, to come through the city of Pittsfield. Uh, I mean, I understand the name Taconic, but but the idea of the Stephanie Wilson High School, home of the Astros, home of the Stargazers, uh, I think that would be an awesome thing. 
Mm-hmm. I think that'd be a really cool opportunity to do something a little unique to kind of put a feather in our caps uh, about uh, Wilson's career as an astronaut and everything she's been able to accomplish. Uh, a lot of different, you know, there's a lot of sports in, in Berkshire County where you can look up to the different athletes, but, but to kind of look outside of sports and, and give credit to this woman, I think would be a wonderful idea. It'd be unique. It'd be creative. And I think it'd be uh, worth noting more than it is. I like that. The, I feel like space opens up a, I there's guess, a lot of it. Pardon the pun, but a whole new frontier <laughs> of, uh, <laughs> of possibilities for, for school nickname monikers. Um, yeah. I, I like that. Uh, but that is, yeah, that was kind of a, uh, Probably, I mean, arguably, if we were going by, you know, page views or, or intrigue in, in the stories um, of our top 10 from 2020, really, one, two would have been uh, the Taconic um, <clears throat> eliminating Braves from their from their name and uh, the Ron Wojcik story um, of, of him not being brought back at Hoosick Valley uh, basketball, which is something that we can look forward to, uh, the new coach there, Holly McGovern. But uh, those those two were definitely the ones that got the biggest, I think, public interest um, on our on our website in our paper. So that's something, yeah, very much looking forward to seeing what happens with uh, the the new name at Taconic. I must say, uh, the Washington football team has grown on me. If they just did like <laughs> the Taconic softball team and the Taconic the team. The baseball team, <laughs> the, the Taconic yeah, baseball team. Baseball we're, right, team. we're writers, and I like to have like a backup to. I can't yep. just you know. Otherwise, you're gonna have the the word Taconic in your story eighty times. And... No, the team. You just use the team. <laughs> <laughs> there are issues with that as well. I <laughs> no, you're 100 percent right. It is nice being able to kind of switch, so you're not you know copy pasting the same word over and over. Hey, Mike, this was kind of kind of fun to take this look into a whole, uh, hopefully yeah. bright future here in Berkshire County in terms of. Sports. I think you did miss one though. I think the the number one thing is uh, Jake Mendel's return to the sports department. That's the one thing we're looking forward to most. <laughs> I. I can, that that Instagram is going to be like the undertaker. It's going to rise from the dead and it is going to be full the first of post. all the fire. That's <laughs> the first post. Yes. That if only it's your face on it. <laughs> yes. Right yeah. on the sports. I, I fun fact, I've been teaching myself Adobe After Effects during all this. Oh so so that I'm going to throw my face on the undertaker and come right out watch of that out. coffin. <laughs> watch out Berkshire County. I'm certainly looking forward to it. I'm certainly looking forward to telling all the sports stories Berkshire County has to offer. And, and Mike, we got some coming tomorrow, so I'm sure you'll be uh, working those Twitter fingers tomorrow. So if people want to follow you at that Nordic meet, where uh, where where can they do that? I guess you could follow me at, at WalshRights89. Um, I don't know how much I'll be tweeting if it's negative 10 degrees. We'll see. Understandable. And always you can find stuff at Eagle sports zone. I'm going to, I'll plug my Twitter, but we know it's a lot of dolphins jargon and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, that is Jay Mendel 94. Uh, if you're like, what you weekend, to, what'd you say? What do you got this weekend? Ooh, that that's a great question. It's so interesting. And, and I'm not going to spend too much time on this, but it's so interesting. You have Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, two older quarterbacks, two veterans, two guys who aren't on rookie contracts. And then you have guys like Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Yes. Mahomes signed that new deal, but he's still on his rookie contract. So I just think it's so interesting because, you know, people say your window is when you have a rookie quarterback on that rookie deal because they don't break the bank and you can fill out a roster around them. Until you look at the other side and they broke the bank on quarterbacks and, and they got great teams too. So it's a very 
fun exercise to look at how these rosters are built. That's very long-winded. I apologize. I like going with Packers and Chiefs. I know it's safe going with the home teams. Josh Allen's been so much fun to watch. I think he can make any throw on a football field. I hope he doesn't stay with that forever as a Dolphins fan, but I digress. I think Chiefs and uh, Chiefs and Packers are safe. I don't think I want to see Tom Brady win another Super Bowl. I'm going to say it. And Bills would be fun, but AFC East – I'll go with the, I'll go with Mahomes. I like Mahomes. All right, good to hear. I think it's very interesting how quickly Tom Brady became Jeff Smith's Tom Brady. That put in a photo that was like non-flattering of Tom Brady, and he's like, "Mike, you can't do that to my Tom Brady." And I heard my <laughs> quarterback, and I was like, "When did he become your quarterback?" <laughs> You're Tampa Bay. Snatched him right up. Hey, but if you guys like what you're listening to, we're trying to become a little more consistent with these things. So be sure to smash that subscribe button. We'll always post these, you know, on Twitter. You'll find them on the Berkshire Eagle website. But thank you so much for listening. Leave comments, leave reviews. All that stuff helps us. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Uh, For Jake Mendel and Mike Walsh, all I can say is stay warm this weekend. More importantly.